the word of God from Acts chapter 20, verses 1 through 20. This reading comes from the New Revised Standard Version, and you can find this reading on page 893 in the Pew Bible. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, because they heard the same voice but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now there were there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, and at that house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Paul, named Saul. At that moment, at this moment, he is praying, and he has seen a vision. A man named Ananias will come in and lay hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard many things about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has the authority from the chief priests to bind all who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias went and entered the house he laid hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on your way here, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately, something like scales fell from his eyes, and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptized and after taking some food, he regained his strength. For several days, he was with the disciples in Damascus. And 
Immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. The Word of God for the world. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Nikki Taylor, and I'm the director of small group ministries here at Hyde Park United Methodist, and I'm also a candidate for ministry, so I'm very thankful for these opportunities I have to be with you all and preach. So let's get started with a prayer together, shall we? Loving God, thank you for another Sunday, and thank you for the unexpected encounters we have that can change everything like this unexpected friendship between Paul and Ananias. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing unto you this morning. Amen. So, you know, sometimes life gives us unexpected encounters. For example, one evening several months ago, my husband Travis and I were walking around Lake Hollingsworth in Lakeland where we live. So this is a three-mile walking trail that's surrounded by a busy street, homes, and Florida Southern College. And so we frequent this walking path, and usually nothing out of the ordinary occurs on our walks, except for this particular evening. We were within the home stretch of our walk when all of a sudden, we noticed a dog out in the middle of the busy street. So I, being the good citizen and wife that I am, I sent my husband out to rescue the dog. <laughs> so Travis obliged. He went bravely out in the street, held up his hand like this to stop the cars that were coming towards him and the dog. So he then picked up the dog and took him off to the side of the road. So I was looking on the dog's tag to see if there's any sort of number that I needed to call, um, and I saw something really interesting. Above the owner's phone number, it said, Hi, I'm blind and deaf. <laughs> so my husband and I stood there awestruck. So if we wouldn't have noticed the dog and my husband wouldn't have got out to rescue him, he wouldn't have been able to see or hear the cars that were coming right towards him. So Travis wasn't expected to be called to a rescue mission that day, but he was. The truth is we go through life with the attitude that my husband and I had at the beginning of the story. We don't expect anything out of the ordinary to happen. We just expect to go about life minding our own business going to work, spending time with our family and friends, and taking care of the mundane tasks of life, like paying bills and going to the grocery store. And if we're honest, we don't expect anything extraordinary to happen in our Christian lives, either. Regardless of where you are in your faith journey, whether you're still unsure about this Jesus thing, whether you've been following Jesus very recently or for a very long time, we don't expect anything extraordinary to be called of us to do. We come to worship, we read our Bibles, we pray, we do our best to love God and love others, but we don't expect anything extraordinary to come from it. We don't expect anyone's lives to be radically changed from our small attempts to love God and love others. 
And so most of us here have not had the radical white light experience like Paul, where God sends us an extraordinary message where we are absolutely stopped in our tracks. And we have not had or maybe even seen the radical life change that Paul had either. As far as I know, no one in this room was intent on going around and killing Christians before they decided to follow Jesus. Instead, we feel that in our Christian walk, that decision to follow Jesus was, well, remarkably unextraordinary. Maybe even we feel that it was unimportant. Well, friends, the good news for us today is that this is where Ananias' story comes into play. And some of you are probably thinking, whoa, Nikki, that is a huge jump. Ananias had a vision from God, and that sounds pretty extraordinary to me. I've never had a vision from God. And the truth is that Ananias as compared to the rest of the book of Acts, is actually a pretty bland, mundane story. The idea of God giving someone a vision is a common theme throughout the book of Acts. In fact, it happens that any time that the God nudges the disciples to do anything. And by comparison, Ananias' vision is strikingly ordinary. Ananias doesn't get a blinding light that stops everyone in his tracks like Paul did. And he doesn't get this spectacular dream where he sees animals falling from the sky and has a conversation with God about what's okay to eat and what's not okay to eat like Peter did. Instead, he gets a little nudge from God in the form of a voice in the privacy of his own home. No spectacular light show, no animals falling from the sky, nothing. And Ananias' story seems a lot more ordinary when you think about it in the context of the stories that surround it. Prior to our scripture reading today, the book of Acts tells the story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. So after Philip is faithful to God's nudging and baptizes the Ethiopian eunuch, God sends a chariot of fire to whisk him away from the scene. Poor, ordinary Ananias, however, he has to walk on his own two feet to Straight Street after his chat with God, and he even has to walk home after Paul is cured and baptized. Ananias is just as obedient as Philip, but he doesn't get the dramatic exit. He just gets an ordinary one. Poor, regular Ananias was an ordinary guy that we might be a little bit more familiar with if we're familiar with this story, but the readers of Acts, they wouldn't have known who he was. He wasn't one of the Hall of Fame disciples like Peter or Philip. He didn't have anything extraordinary or distinguishing in his call story, yet... God still calls him to do something unexpected that changes the world. And Ananias, just like us, is not perfect. He doesn't gladly and quickly jump up to obey as soon as what he hears what God is calling him to do. He hesitates. He's scared. 
He argues with God about it, saying that it is not just not a good idea. I guarantee that if we were in Ananias' shoes, we would not act any differently. We would hesitate. We would be scared. And we would argue back if God told us to go lay hands on and pray for someone who is famous for killing Christians. But despite his reluctance, God insists, and Ananias goes. You see, Ananias is our model of discipleship. He's an ordinary guy, just like us, who through being obedient to God, does something extraordinary. I think that it's interesting, despite Paul's reputation that preceded him, Despite Ananias' hesitation, when he finally entered that house on Straight Street and saw Saul face to face, Ananias called him Brother Saul. Through being an ordinary and obedience disciple, Ananias was able to strike this unexpected friendship that changed everything. As the story goes, Ananias' openness to brother Saul allowed him to be the vessel for God to heal Saul and change the direction of his life. Ananias goes to lay his hands on Saul and pray for him, a seemingly ordinary act, but with extraordinary consequences. Through the courageous act of an unexpected friendship by an ordinary disciple named Ananias, Paul was released to be God's vessel to change the world. Paul went on to teach and preach the gospel throughout the world. He went on to author a significant portion of the New Testament. And, ironically, he went on to die at the hands of Rome for the Christian faith. Ananias' seemingly ordinary openness to Brother Saul was the start of something extraordinary. So through this surprising friendship, God was able to use ordinary Ananias to do something extraordinary. But stories like Ananias's, they're not just reserved for the Bible. They've happened in the life of our own congregation as well. Last year, Bobby Pastoris was baptized and became a member of Hyde Park United Methodist. He had heard all about serving and using his gifts that God had given him in the new member class, but he was unsure about where his best fit might be. So he's a certified public accountant and a certified financial planner, so we thought maybe he could use those gifts to help the church in some way. They seemed pretty ordinary, but they were the gifts that he had, so he hoped that God could use them. So Bobby talked to Debbie, who facilitated his new member class, and she talked to me. We prayerfully thought about it and decided that Bobby should try his hand at facilitating Financial Peace University. FPU, as it's called for short, is a nine-week small group that provides faith-based financial literacy lessons. So it seemed like a good fit. So I met with Bobby, got him trained and ready to facilitate, and we started taking registrations for his class. So when the first night of Financial Peace University rolled around, I came to help Bobby set up the room and greet people. And the miraculous thing was, when I looked around the room, I barely saw anyone that I knew. 
most of the people that had shown up for this class were either fairly new or very new to Hyde Park United Methodist. Because Bobby stepped up to give his ordinary gifts in service to God, lo and behold, God sent him a room full of people that were brand new to Hyde Park. Bobby was an instrumental part of being a first point of contact and making God's love real for that class full of FPU participants. He was able to pour into their lives and help them make some major positive changes to their family finances. And some of the participants have since become regular attenders here at Hyde Park. In fact, I am in a small group with two of them right now. Bobby's ordinary gifts as a CPA and a CFP were used by God to do something extraordinary. So now we know that God uses ordinary people to accomplish extraordinary things. So the question that remains is, how is God calling you to use your ordinary gifts to be an extraordinary disciple like Bobby and Ananias? How can you be obedient like Ananias or Bobby and make a surprising difference in this world? Is there anything that God has been nudging you to do or try, but you have been hesitant to say yes to? Perhaps it's as simple as offering to pray for someone who needs it, like Ananias did. Perhaps it's a serving opportunity that you know you need to say yes to, but you just haven't yet. Whether that's reading to children at Dunbar Elementary, serving others as an usher in one of our worship services, or maybe using your ordinary administrative gifts to make a big difference behind the scenes. You never know what impacts that saying yes might have. How big of a difference you may have in helping a child get their education, how much your warm greeting as an usher might really be what someone needs that day, or how many more people our ministries could impact through your administrative support. The truth is God is constantly calling ordinary people like you and me to make a big difference in this world. I would bet that when Ananias woke up that morning that he had the vision, he didn't think that God was going to call him to do something that would change the face of Christianity forever. And I bet when Bobby said yes to fi uh, facilitating financial peace, he didn't think that he was going to get a room full of people that were brand new to Hyde Park and he was going to be their first chance at showing God's love to them. In whatever ordinary thing that God is nudging you to say yes to, I'm sure that it will probably have more impact than you could ever imagine. Let's pray together. Loving God, thank you for using ordinary people like us to do extraordinary work in the world for your sake, like the surprising friendship of Saul and Ananias. I pray that you help us all to figure out what you are nudging us to do and give us the courage to say yes to it. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. And now, in response to the word of God, we present our offerings, gifts, and our prayer cards. Will the ushers come forward, please? <laughs> 